Welcome to another episode of the Self-Doubt Solution, the show that helps entrepreneurs overcome the self-doubt that holds them back from achieving the next level of success, income, and personal freedom. The Self-Doubt Solution is hosted by the freedom architect, Mario Lanzarotti. Listen as Mario and his inspiring guests share practical insights and tools that help you find the shortcuts for exponential growth and success in all areas of your life. Learn how to build the mindset you need to create a life of true abundance, freedom, and fulfillment. And now, here is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Before we dive into the conversation with my next guest, I have a very special announcement to make. If you're a business owner, I have a feeling you started this journey because you want more than success. You want to live a truly abundant life. That means having a profitable business to fund the lifestyle you love and create a massive positive impact. It also means having thriving relationships with people who inspire and challenge you. Being mentally, emotionally, and physically healthy so you can have the energy to go after what you really want while truly enjoying the process and being able to go on adventures that really make life worth living, rather than just sitting behind your computer all day. So if you would like to be able to have this kind of abundance in your life, then I've got just the right thing for you. The Abundance Accelerator Academy is my new membership community where we host three monthly calls that are focused on helping you improve your mindset, grow your business, and create the kind of freedom you want. There are also monthly community growth challenges that help you build new success habits which you will need to access greater levels of abundance. All of this and more for just $69 per month. If this sounds exciting to you, visit www.abundanceupgrade4.me to learn more. And now, back to the show with my inspiring guest. Welcome to the Self-Doubt Solution. My name is Mario Lanzarotti and today I have the pleasure of interviewing my friend Otis W. McGregor III. He is a coach, TEDx speaker, podcast host, author, and the founder of Tribe and Purpose LLC, which is a family-owned and veteran-owned coaching business that helps leaders create success through purpose. He also served in the U.S. Army for 25 years, being part of the special forces. And today he is on a mission to create a better world through leaders that lead with purpose. Otis, welcome to the show. Hey, Mario. Good to be here, man. I appreciate it. Fellow TEDx speaker. Yes. (laughs) I'm so excited, Otis. And I want to get started by having you just share with our audience, what is it that you do for people nowadays in the world? Yeah, we help them get clarity and resolve in their purpose and then build a tribe around it so they can have more success. You know, it's, that, that's, the, that's the really simple, you know, billboard answer. Takes a lot of work, uh, you know, on, on, on the clients. It's not just, not just you know, I, I work with a lot of folks that are in transition and they all want a checklist, right? Everybody wants, just, just tell me the five steps I got to do to be <laughs> happy. Right. And man, it's, I always get a kick out of that because that's what, I mean, heck you got, you got a checklist that I can follow. I'd like that too, but it it doesn't work that way. We have to build our own checklist and the way we do that, the way we help our clients do that is 
We help them understand who they are in the moment, how they show up and start to develop that skill set that they can control, that understanding that it's all a choice on what you do, how you do it, what, how things affect you. As our, as our yeah. friend uh, Aaron always says, I, I, love, I love this quote, I always give him a shout out about this too, uh, is that life can happen to you or life can happen for you and starting to understand that. So we help them with that. Then we help them create what will tomorrow be? What mm-hmm. is tomorrow going to be for them? What do they want it to be like? Five, and I usually push them to five years because that's a, it's an interesting time frame in our mind as, as humans. We can, we can kind of put our hands around five years. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've worked with some businesses over the years that have talked about 10-year strategies and things like that. And that, that gets, you know, that's flying cars and, you know, bounce <laughs> suits and stuff like that, right? But five years, you know, that's just around the corner. So it's, it's more real. So what does five, what do you want five years from today to look like? And then we connect the dots with a plan. Yeah. And that plan becomes their vision, their goals, their objectives, and then their action steps for what are you doing this afternoon? Mm. That's, that's where you start to get that moving forward in life with intention. And you get that success feeling because, you know, part of success is you own it. You don't just, you're not just going through the motions. You're in charge of your life. You're living life with intention. Yeah. That's that right there is yeah. powerful. Probably yeah. you know that because I know you and I've had plenty of talks about this and, and I love your story for that too, because that's what you do. That was the shift that you made to start living life with intention. So, true, yeah. true. I, I love that what you just uh, said about also about owning it. You know, I'm a big proponent of you know owning your story, owning all of the bullshit that you have created yourself through your choices. And mm-hmm. I want to lean in a little bit into what you said about because you keep mentioning tribe and mm-hmm. tribe and purpose. Like, what is it that is so important about finding your tribe, creating your tribe, and, and, and that connection with purpose? Well, the powerful thing about that is, you know, you can't do it alone. I don't care who you are. Uh, you know, that, that famous African proverb that, that is out there, if you haven't heard it, it it's, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And, and it is just so powerful. You know, all my career in the military was all about the team. It was never about the individual. And the guys, the guys who focused on the individual, they weren't with us for long, right? Because it was about the team. What I found since my since uh, leaving the army is it still holds true in, in everything we do. And even in the business, you know, even if you're a solopreneur, it's, that's a hard way to do it. If, if I'm, you know, I'm the only guy on the Island and I'm the only guy who can get this done. I'm the only, mm-hmm. and I can't rely. I can't good luck, man. Good mm-hmm. luck. That's a tough, that's a tough life to live. If you think you're the only one that can do it. And the power of the tribe is that now you have a, a resource and, and we keep our tribe small. We keep them 10 people or less, you know, between 10, six and 10, is where we keep them. And that's, that means that you got a minimum of five other people who see problems differently than you do. They have a completely different perspective because their background is different. And then also, and this is my favorite part, is not only do you have them there to help you with a problem or an idea or, or what to do next or how to handle something, 
but they're there to high five you when things, when things are, when you have successes to celebrate that, that right there, man, the, the, when I'm, when I'm facilitating one of our tribe calls, the tone, I, cause I hear it, even though I'm, I hear it above the ringing in my ears, uh, but I still hear it. Uh, the tone change and you can just feel the energy level go up in the people because when you tell me about a win for you, Mario, I'm, I'm freaking excited for you and I'm celebrating with you. And that just lifts us all up. So it's a, it's a powerful thing. I mean, the bottom line, you can't do it on your own. I don't care who you are. Bezos jobs, yeah. uh, anybody, there ain't nobody doing it on their own. That's truly successful. I agree. And, 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 you know, just to, to close in on this one, what do you think about this statement that's so often put out into the world, self-made, self-made millionaire, self-made successful person? What do you what do you think about? I think it's a false attitude. Uh, and anybody that says they're self-made and is not given credit, they're being selfish. They're not serving. You know, we're, we're put here to serve others. I, I fully believe that. You can't be happy. You can't be successful in life unless you're serving others. And if you're standing up there saying I'm a self-made and the other great one is overnight. Right. And I'll, I'll, my favorite quote on that is uh, Dave Ramsey. You know, he loves to get up on stage and say, I'm a, I'm a 35 year overnight success. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the reality of it is nobody's an overnight success. Nobody yeah. is self-made. You yeah. do it with a team you do it through hard work time after time after time coming back from the failure, celebrating the wins, celebrating them with people that are around you, whether they're an official tribe or they're your friends and family or your teammates on the, on, you know, in your business, you're celebrating, you're, you're commiserating with them when things don't go right. You're yeah. not doing it on your own. I don't yeah. care who you yeah. are. Boom. Thank you for that. And I love it, you know, and I, and I so agree with it because I used to believe in that mentality. And I personally was following what you said earlier, which is this lone wolf mentality, thinking that I got to do it myself, that I, you know, helping, asking other people for help is a sign of weakness. You just got to do it yourself. And, and then once you're at the top, sort of it, then you have proven it. And, and even if you look at the statement of like, self-made it's not true because all the time we benefit from the inventions and the creations of other people i mean did you invent the internet did you invent the streets that that take you from a to b did you write the books did you create the podcast none of that so yeah. you are relying on the wisdom and knowledge and the support of other people whether they are a direct contact uh, of yours or not doesn't matter so i love that and you just mentioned another thing which is failures. And I want to know about your failures related to, because this is a mindset podcast. So I want to know about you because today you come across so confident, so much on purpose, you know, you, you know who you are, you've put out so, such great value into the world. I'm assuming you weren't born that way. Something was different at some point in your life. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, uh, Here's an ironic thing that I've I've thought of and really kind of just clicked in my head just a minute ago. You know, I mentioned how important the teams were yeah. when I was in special ops and how focused we were on the teams. The irony is we all had the attitude of, I got this. I'll, I'll hmm. figure it out because it was, you know, you didn't want to be the guy who asked for help because, you know, if you were the guy that asked for help, you weren't, you weren't pulling your weight. Right. Uh, 
that was, I mean, it, there, there's, there was points also that it was like, Hey, Billy, can you come over here and help give me a hand with this or whatever? Mm -hmm. You know, there was, there was some reality to it, but also in that very sense. And, and I see this uh, not just in the special ops world, uh, but in a lot of uh, veterans and, and also outside of veterans is I'll, I'll just figure this out. I'll figure this out. Business, business folks. Uh, Cause you know, it's like, I got to put in the effort. I've got to do this. I have to, I have to do this. And it's, it's such a bad attitude, you know? Uh, and that's one of the, the big lessons that I've learned is, you know what, it's okay to call Mario up and wake him up at midnight. <laughs> I forget that he's back in Germany. Uh, you know, it's okay to do that because you know what? Mario is somebody I can count on mm. or, or whoever, or Eric or, or John, I mean, I can pick up that phone and call him and say, dude, what, 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 you know, I'm struggling with this. You got any thoughts or ideas? Yeah. And, you know, we don't do it by ourselves. If you want to do it by yourself, good luck. It's going to take you a lot longer. It's going to be a lot harder. There's going to be a lot more failures in it. And then who's going to celebrate with you? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you are successful, thinking, yeah. I got. I agree. I agree. And, you know, even I, I know a lot of, you know, you both you and I are coaches and something that I find sometimes is people that are considering coaching and then learn about the investment that it takes to, to work with a coach, which is, you know, several thousands of dollars, sometimes several tens of thousands of dollars. They're like, oh my God, that's way too expensive. I can't afford that. And then if you look at it, they spend weeks, if not months, sometimes even years to solve the challenges that they wanted to hire the coach and then i asked them like how much is an hour of your time worth and they say you know 200 300 bucks 400 bucks so okay so you just wasted thirty thousand dollars of your time trying to figure this out when you could have hired a coach for a fraction of that money and gotten all of that time back and you would have probably 10x your business just in the same time so just also looking at, does this even make sense financially when people just keep going on their own? No, 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 I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Just earlier today, I, I have a virtual assistant on my team. And, you know, I was transferring from one platform where I'm offering my membership to another platform. And, uh, and uh, in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And 10 minutes in, I'm like, wait, why am I figure this, figuring this out? No, no, no. So I just created an, uh, an SOP for my VA and I said, hey, please, you know, make yourself familiar with the platform, transfer everything from this platform to this platform, then create an executive summary for me from the most important things I need to know. That took me 20 minutes. If mm -hmm. I had done this on my own, I would be done maybe, maybe next week, if not the week after. So now I'm just like, Doop, done. Yeah. And I can relax, you know? So I, I'm with you on that. And I want to know though, for you in, in the past, what was that like? Like, did you, when was it, how was it like, your, what was your life like when you did not have that dedication to, yeah, I can ask people, I got my tribe, I got my support team before that time. What was it like for you when you were, you know, the lone wolf just going at it by yourself? Uh, I spent a lot of hours doing things I shouldn't have everything from you know, building a website to, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, even, even things, this, this is what popping into my head, even, even the things around the house, you know, when I, when I first started consulting, uh, just regular business consulting, I got an idea of, of a value per hour, right? I finally was, 
was paying paid per hour and understood yeah. what my, you know, I had a monetary value. And I remember like the first home project that came up and my, my choice was continue to do this consultant job for a client or take time off from that and, you know, put in some hardwood floors, whatever the project was. Right. And I, I did some really quick math on how much that time of putting in the floors would cost me. And I was like, no, I'm calling a dude up and I'm going to have him do that. Cause I, I started to understand, and this was about 10 years ago. I really started to understand what the value of my time was. I enjoy that kind of stuff, you know, working with my hands and things like that, but there's a time and place for that, right? There's still projects I do at the ranch projects I do out in the garage, you know, those sort of things, those are different. But when you think about if I'm giving up time in the business, you know, this is kind of the corollary for what you were talking about with, with having a coach that teaches you, shows you, guides you how to yeah. do it so you can jump ahead. It's that same sort of thing as you come to that realization of, well, you know what? I could do that. And it would cost in this much time. It cost me, you know, 40, 40, 60 hours, you know, home projects always, always take double the time. Uh, or I could hire somebody have it and have it done, pay them and have it done in 20 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really like what you just said in the beginning, you were talking about, you said, I, I thought about how much it would cost me if I do it myself. And most, and many people are not thinking that way because they're like, oh, how much could I save if I do it myself? They don't think how much does it actually cost me when I do this? And I think that's a monumental shift because now you're becoming aware of the actual cost the, uh, that you're uh, and the money that you're leaving on the table if you decide to do, do it yourself because you're scared to invest, to automate, to delegate, to give up control, essentially. Yeah, well, and, and it, I, I don't have no idea who said this, but you know, poor people spend money, wait, 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 spend time to save money. Rich people spend money to save time. Mm. And you think about that, the only thing that we all have in common is time. And that is our most precious and valuable asset. Where do you spend your time? And you know what? If you want to spend your time, you know, replacing the floor in the house, okay, right? There's no big, there's nothing wrong with that. But consciously make that decision that you yeah. are taking the time to do that. Whereas, you know, I could pay, pay Bob's Flooring Incorporated to come to the house and have it done in three days. And I, because I, I did this many years ago, I did the floor that was supposed to take three days and it took us 10 days with my dad's help. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, th I, this is the voice of experience on home projects, believe me. And, <laughs> you know, those sort of things, you start to think about that. And that was well before I understood the whole, the time and cost and the value of my time. Yeah. But you, you start to think about that. That's, man. It, it just starts making more sense because yeah. why can't I spend 50 bucks to pay somebody to, to do, you know, repair the toilet, yeah. you know, or well, plumbing, that's probably $150, but still <laughs> yeah. my time is more valuable than that. Yeah. Even if, even if my, my hourly rate, here, here's the other thing to think about. And this is a little bit deeper on this. Mm -hmm. Even if my hourly rate is less than that, 
what is the value of the time that I'm spending with somebody I care about, whether it's going to going to dinner with Miss Suzanne, hanging out with a friend, uh, giving, giving a buddy a call or, or whatever, that I'm doing that yeah. as opposed to fixing the toilet. That's a whole nother thing when you start to think about it in that sense. Yes, what's the monetary value of my time if some if I'm working for a client, that trade-off? But what's the true spirit of the value of your time? Mm. That's a powerful thing to think about. I love that. And it and it it paints a picture of so many business leaders and business owners who do not do that, who mm. are not thinking. They're also not thinking from a place of how can I build, how can I set myself up? to have more quality time in my life. And I think it's very, it's a very valid, important point that you made because so often, you know, we as entrepreneurs, we use the remaining time of the end of the day, squeeze it in, say, okay, I got to make some time for my family and my friends. Okay, and then we show up, but are we really present? Are we yeah. really there? Or are we just like, you know, half baked and like, okay, Tick it off my to-do list. I'm there, you know, and I've done that many times. I'm, I'm oh. definitely feel feel that myself. And I've had this conversation the other day with myself, where I'm seeing a shift in myself and also the kind of role models that I have in life. Like, I one of my biggest role models, mentors is Tony Robbins, and I aspire to run a business like him and be a persona like him. And then I ask myself, say. Like, do I really want to be constantly working all the time, showing up everywhere for everyone, you know, what, from what it seems 24 seven burning, like, and I was like, nah, actually, no, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, the first thing is I don't want to work weekends. I don't. Mm. And then I, I like, I could see myself taking like two, three months off every year, traveling, spending time, intimate time with family, friends, and exploring new things other than thinking about what, how much can I, how can I create more money, more impact, more value? And that shifted everything for me. Yeah. Well, and, and you're an analytic guy. So think about it this way. Uh, and I, I stole this from a guy named uh, Jesse Itzler. I don't know if you've run across him yes. or not, but love, love Jesse. You've probably heard him talk a couple of times like I have. Uh, but he was referring to the time that we have with our parents. Uh, oh, I love this was, one. This is his great. dad was end of life, right? And when you start to think about, well, you know, I go see mom and dad, you know, three times a year and we spend three days with them. You know, that's, that's a lot, but wait a second. That's three times a year, three days. That's nine days a year. Your mom and dad are 80. Let's say life expectancy, 85. So that's five times public math, five times nine, 45. So you got 45 days left to spend with your mom and dad. And, you know, this morning I had a conversation with a client. We flipped it. Teenage son. It's like, how much more time do I have? Quality time do I have with my teenage son before he's out of the house? And you start to, you start to really think about this and become very acutely aware of how valuable your time is. And it's not the money in your bank account. It's what you do with that time that we have. And that's the power of it. And that's that, you know, me, uh, where I'm at in life. And I think about, uh, I, I, I try not to I'll be, you know, very authentic with you in this. I try not to think, damn, I wish I would have, because I can't now, right. I can't waste that energy now that, right. you know, when they were 12, I wish I would have done this, but that's done. So now how do I, how do I change it going forward? How do I make sure that 
I spend time with my nephew was here last night and I pulled him, you know, I took work. That was like, you know, Camden and I were, were trying to crunch something out. And I said, no, I got to sit down. I got to put that aside. And I got to sit down with my nephew who's, who's 18 and trying to figure out who he wants to be in life and have that talk with him and let him play the guitar for me, yeah. which is what he loves to do. And damn, he's getting good at it too. <laughs> but, you know, and, and not, not do other things, not play on the phone, not sit here, you know, kind of, yeah, 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 sort of thing while I'm doing something else on the computer is focus on them because that's in the end, you know, you mentioned what I'm doing in my life. It's, it's a legacy of leaders and leaders listen and focus to their team, to the people around them. That's how they lead. They understand and they know what their team want and need, yeah. what their hopes and dreams are because yeah. they help them create it. And that's what we got to do. We got to do that with our family. We got to do that with our friends. got to do that with our team members and our business. Yeah. That's, that's who we should be. Man, I'm loving this so much. This is, this is, thank you, Otis. This is like for everyone listening and watching, I want you to take inventory because as Otis was speaking, I'm taking inventory. I'm like, yeah, where am I not showing up as that leader who knows my people's dreams and hopes and aspirations? Where am I not taking the time to be present with them? And I'm already a couple of names keep popping up in my head. I'm like, yeah, you know, because I definitely fall into this tendency of, you know, creating, working, doing is I'm, I'm loving it. And I'm on thinking, okay, I'm building a legacy, generational wealth. At some point, I will have so much more time available. Yet, we don't know what the future brings. No mm -hmm. one does. No one really does. And in this mindset of, you know, delaying our time and, and presence with the people we love to tomorrow or the next day is a, is a risky game. And I think you brought a beautiful awareness to, to all of us here. And Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and you hit the nail on the head. You don't know, you know, you don't know if you're going to step outside the the flat tonight to go to dinner and get run over by a bus, right? Or lightning strikes the house and the place right. burns down while you're asleep. Yeah. You know, you don't know that. So sure. why why say I will do that? I, I I will have more time later on. What are you doing today with your time? Yeah, you know, yeah. So so valuable so so valuable and and Otis, you know you 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 were talking a little bit about you know some of your own challenges and and obviously the show is called the self-doubt solution so i want to ask you what role has self-doubt played in your life mm. oh uh daily <laughs> a daily role uh because you know it's it's every time i i do a lot of uh, uh videos you know for social media and things like that and almost every time I do one of those, not when I'm recording, I'm usually feeling pretty good about when I'm recording, but then when it pops up in the feed, I'm mm. like, you know, is that really, should you really say that? Does that really make sense? Is it really valuable? Nobody wants to hear that. And you start to realize that. And, and one of the things that I've, I've, I've done and, uh, I've actually talked with several folks about this. Uh, one of them being our, 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 our buddy, Reggie, uh, is if we, if we are not taking what we know, what we've experienced, what we've, the knowledge we've gained, you know, from the books and the events and things that we've, we've, we've read and experienced and sharing that with others, 
we're being selfish. Mm. I remind myself of that no matter how bad I may think it may be, there is one person out there that is going to get value from it. Yeah. There, there is always one. There is, I guarantee. But you know what? If you keep it inside, you are being flat out selfish. Yeah. And that goes, I don't care what business you're in, whether you're, whether you're a coach, a CEO of an IT company, a, a junior manager, if you're the, the, the coder in that IT company, it doesn't matter. If you're not sharing what you know, your experiences, your knowledge with others, you are being flat out selfish. And I just call you out right now. I'm pointing at you, telling you that you're being selfish. Quit being selfish. Share. I don't care how you do it. Find somebody, dump it on them, mentor them, befriend them, create a course, heck, make money <laughs> off it. I don't care. But don't keep it inside because you're being selfish. And I hate selfish people. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, that's that a powerful. <laughs> that's a powerful uh, perspective and, and and I agree you know and you've also brought something to the surface which I often use for my clients as a way actually to to move beyond their own mind because you know as you were saying I've created this video and I'm sure you know without having seen it it's, it's going to be very very valuable and then your critical mind comes as oh is that really valuable and then you did something which most many people don't do which is actually is to step beyond themselves. Because when you're in this self-doubt, in this questioning, uh, I don't know, you're all about yourself. But if you actually started thinking about, well, who might this video impact today? And if it's just one person, everything changes because you're no longer making it about yourself. And that's a big, big shift in mindset because it's from ego to ego. And you know, when it comes to sharing that, I always say, if you just change one person's perspective in life, just one, you've done your job. Imagine mm -hmm. we would all do that. How would our beautiful earth transform in just a short amount of time? Well, here, here's the other thing I, I always love to talk about is what about smiling at that person that you're walking, you're walking down the street? You're, you're in a, you're in a big city handover. And I know how big cities can get kind of like everybody's in a hustle and bustle, but what if, what if every person you walk by, you just said, hello, mm -hmm. you just did that smile, nod your head, just kind of nodded at them. I, I try to do that when I'm, when I'm in town in Walmart, you know, every time, every person, you know, give them a little, cause you don't know what's going on in their life. And that one little action that takes you nothing. That one action may change their life yeah. or it may change the next person's life because they may say, Oh, that, that guy just said hi to me. Uh, and I feel awkward because I didn't say hi. So now I'm going to say hi. To the next <laughs> person. Yes. And it might affect that next person. How do you know? Yeah. So that, that I, I, I've always loved that. You know, I, I grew up in Texas and you know, Howdy is, is, is the thing. Learned how to learn how to do the two finger wave on the steering wheel in the truck. You know, as you're driving down the highway, you know, you got to do two finger wave like that. You know, that's huge, man. That's huge. Think about every time somebody's done that to you and how that feels. It's like, yeah. even if you're, even if you're not ready, right. And you go, Oh, oh, dang, that dude just waved at me. Oh, I'm going to wave to the next five people, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just, it's a change. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. take much and yeah. the effect, the ripple effect, you know, the butterfly effect, if you will, is so powerful, man. Yeah. You know, I agree. You know who I agree. you're going to change. 
Totally, totally. And then it's, 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 it does so much, these small things, whether, whether you are a business owner and you implement the small things for you, life always happens in the small things. So many people wait for the big things to happen to finally give themselves permission to be happy, to feel confident, to, you know, to feel at peace. And it's really the small things. And, you know, I'll, I'll share with you one of my little secrets that I do outside when I notice I have some, some some form of judgment coming up towards some some person about how they look, how they walk, how they talk, whatever, you know, like some judgment comes up. Oh, that guy looks weird. And I catch myself and I'm like, I'm going to send you love, brother. I send you love and I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope you have a successful day. I say that in my mind while I look at the people and I do that and my mood transforms and people, somehow people can feel that. You know, mm-hmm. and like you say, here in Germany, it's actually a little bit more, rather than the northern part of Germany, it's a little bit more awkward. People don't really say hello to each other as much out in the smaller towns and the villages, sure. But in the bigger cities, not really, not really. So I, I like that. I think that's, let's throw that out as a challenge for all our listeners today. Make it an effort when you go outside, greet people, smile at them, show them your teeth, you know, and say hello. Hello, hello, and see what happens. See how you feel differently afterward. Yeah, yeah, and you know that that sending the love. You know where I find that I I do that is uh, is on the highway. Uh, mm. You know, you get in traffic and you see that person zooming in and out, and you know, rather than getting upset and following into that that road rage that so many people deal with, uh, I, I just say to myself and I say a little prayer for them, and I hope they get. I hope whatever they're dealing with is okay and i hope they get to wherever they're going safely and don't hurt themselves or anybody else and i i say that you know as as i'm saying that i'm thinking back to you know just the other day driving up to denver and seeing that seeing somebody do that and that's just so powerful and and, you know because now i'm not upset by it i'm doing my best to to send that love to them and god and the universe will deliver it to him. I believe that because I will continue to do that. Yeah. And that is a monumental shift in perspective for everyone. Otis has just revealed how you are no longer controlled by how other people show up in your life, how you can get, how you will no longer get triggered by the behavior of other people because the behavior of the people is theirs to carry. It has nothing to do with you. It's them revealing their own beliefs and, 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 and values. So if you don't go and fight that and you just say, I'll say a prayer for you, I, you know, I'll send you love, there's no conflict. The whole thing falls apart and they're like, wait, uh, uh, what? but I want to, like, no, I'll send you love. You can't, you can't compete with me because I want you to win. What? Oh my God. And so you diffuse it all. And then you, you stay in that strong, powerful, abundant, loving, emotional state which allows you to create so much more success in your life. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm laughing at myself because one of the habits, I, I, I learned this a long time ago because uh, I came back from a deployment and, uh, you know, traffic was, was different in that space where I was at and drove very aggressively. And the first few days getting on the highway, I, I still had that, that attitude. Uh, you know, and, and what I learned to do was when that person did something that I felt that trigger coming on, you know, instead of flipping them off or they even flipped me off, I would wave. 
That's, hmm. that's where it would, that's where that's where it literally started for me in, in that. And then I changed it to the next step of sending them love. But I would instead of flipping them back off or laying on the horn or or anything like that, I would smile and wave. <laughs> and and there's nothing better to counter somebody flipping you off than to smile at them and wave. Oh. I don't care. You know, do continue to do what you do, continue to be angry. But you know what? Have a nice day. Love always wins. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Otis, I want to I want to know you went to the special forces and you know you were in active service, and that's obviously quite a different world from the world that you live in today. And I would love to know what was like maybe like one or two of the biggest mindset shifts that you had to go through to recreate a different kind of success that you have now in your life. Yeah, well, uh, you know, one of them that I, I always use as an example is uh, <clears throat> in the leadership realm. Mm -hmm. uh, in the special ops community, you, 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 there, was, there was little to no supervision required. It was mission and guidance and things got executed. The, the, the simple example is Monday morning training meeting. I say, as the, as the leader, I say, hey, I need three bags of blue powder by Friday. Wednesday afternoon, I have five bags. Hmm. You know, and, and that was it. Or Wednesday afternoon, guys come to me and say, hey, you know, I, I've got two. I know you said you needed three by Friday. I've got two right now. We're still working. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Thursday afternoon, ah, that third bag, that third bag, sir, We're going to keep pushing, but we're not going to, I, I'm not sure I'm going to make, get it to you by, by the end of the day tomorrow. You know, that sort of communication and trust was huge. And for me, stepping out into the rest of the world, where not everybody has that, that mindset, that, that attitude, that natural tendency to communicate and, and feedback, uh, I, that's been a huge adjustment for me in life. Truthfully, it's, uh, You know, I consider myself a pretty decent leader, but that that right there is my biggest still uh, something I'm always working on is, okay. let me let me check in because back in the team, you didn't check in because you didn't have to. I had I had other things to do, and I knew that if they couldn't get it done, whatever it was, they would come back and tell me and yes. come back and tell me before I needed it done to let me know ahead of time because that was just the the culture that we were in so creating that sort of culture as i've grown business and worked with other businesses takes time you know whereas when you step into that kind of culture and it's already there it's like it's it's easy to be a leader of, of great great people because they're all great leaders and what are great leaders they're great team members mm. so you think about You think about, you know, when I was on the teams, that's, there's 11 other guys that are all as highly qualified as I am to lead that organization. Yeah. And that means that every one of them is a quality team member. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a powerful organization. Yeah. We all strive to have that in our businesses. I don't know if I answered your question. I started going down the rabbit, chasing it's, the rabbit. This is a great, it's a great perspective, you know, and to, to what I'm learning and hearing from that is, you know, check in on people 
and mm -hmm. don't just rely on your expectations to get something done the way it was communicated. Because in, as you described in that example in the military, if, if you said, hey, I need this by Friday, they have a certain standard of excellency to keep you posted on the process. Say, hey, here, Wednesday, this is where we are. We're looking good. Thursday, here's where we are. Not so sure. We're trying our best. That's like amazing. And if this happens, you know, you can always adjust, get in, look at how can we improve the process? What can I do to support my people even more? Oftentimes it's like, okay, I need this by Friday. Friday comes. I didn't do it. Oh my God, you know, oh no. Yeah. But you didn't check in on Wednesday, on Thursday. You didn't ask for, for, is there anything else that I can offer? And I think that's a very powerful reflection. Even as you were speaking, I'm learning a lot here. I was like, yeah, I could implement that with my virtual assistant, you know, because I also do this. Okay, I need this by Friday. And then she's really usually very good and he does that. But seeing myself as a better leader, I want to do better and see, okay, on Wednesday, I want to check in. How are you feeling? How is this coming along? Do you need more time? Is this, are you still on schedule? Do you need my support? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's so much more efficient too when you think about it, as opposed to, you know, you 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 kind of you kind of demonstrated what happens if we get to friday and it's not done we yeah. go into panic mode yeah. right it's like and then you know your your the frustrations everything comes into bear and when we're frustrated and we have that we start to develop that self-doubt of an individual's performance and then they start to develop doubt because you've you've put that on them and it, and it just we can't solve problems that way we have to react to problems. That's what happens when we get in that mode, that negative mode, that negative mindset. We're in reaction mode. Yes. But if we're staying in a positive mindset, we stay in a positive mindset, we see opportunities. We see other options. Oh, so things you're having a little trouble with this. Okay, well, check into this and, and let me make a phone call for you on this. And, you know, we can do those things as a team, but we wait till Friday afternoon and it's yeah. like, God. Uh -huh. and it's there's there's just that that frustration level when it gets up like that because it'll happen like that if you wait till friday afternoon yeah. right and then then it's the and guess what guess what that also means you're either working the weekend or you're frustrated all weekend till monday morning. <laughs> and then it boils up even more because then you start saturday afternoon you're like dang you know that guy that's that's just that's like the fifth thing and you know mm. this other you start to you start to see indicators that aren't really right. there also right. right you know that's the other piece of that is you, you the negativity spirals mm. so and true yeah so true so true and I, I have one more question you know related to what we're just talking about as a you know when you're in the special forces i'm assuming you're dealing with a lot of fear because you're just in environments where anything can happen. And I'm sure you're being trained on how to deal and how to navigate through that. So I would be curious, what is one way that you've learned and how to, how to navigate through fear? Uh, well, first off, fear is a sign of weakness in that organization. So you never <laughs> show it. Uh, but the way we, the way we handled it because we didn't show it was through humor, humor, interesting uh, awkwardly uh it's from from an outsider's perspective it's really really strange uh but internally in that organization that's how you did it you made jokes 
and uh, very, very dark humor jokes. <laughs> Because that, that was how we dealt with it. And literally, you know, that fear, we overcame that fear and through that. Yeah. And, and in those jokes, it was also, that was probably our way of admitting that fear. Mm. And, you know, admitting it to the team. And we would all kind of do that, that awkward, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, knowing it. Yeah. Uh, in those sort of situations, but that it was, it was never discussed as, as fear. It was handled in that way. Um, probably not the best ideal way. And I know, I know since I've, since I've been off the teams, it's been a number of years uh, and I've visited my old unit a couple of times over the last few years and what they're doing in the mindset, the mind training uh, is, is, phenomenal they're they're wow. they're they are doing so much more to sharpen the this the mental skill sets whereas when i was doing it it was all it was all physical skill sets right. we're still doing the physical but now they've brought in the mental and I, yeah. you know one, one exercise just give you this one one quick example that i was just like that's so cool because it's so simple um they had laser laser guns little pistols and they had these these targets that would had different color lights. And what these guys would do is they'd go through a workout. So, you know, they're, they're hitting the weights, doing push-ups, running, whatever. So now their heart rate's up, their breath is up. And then, and then it's go, you know, here's your, here's your weapon, shoot yellow. And they, they'd have like six or seven targets up on the wall that would flash different lights, training that mind to think and focus and be, and be decisive in those decisions and under duress, under that physical duress. Mm. And that's just, that's huge. I mean, all we ever did was just run more and then shoot, run more than shoot. <laughs> we didn't talk about why or how or that. run more and shoot, shoot more than run. <laughs> it was, these guys are getting that, that, that sharpening of the yeah. mind. And it's just, they're, they're, they're going to, they are so much better off and so much more effective in their jobs because of that. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt about that. And, you know, and, and when it comes to the humor part, I think there's also some, some value for us even nowadays, because so often we look at our, our situations, our circumstances with such intensity and seriousness. It's like, and even when we're dealing with things, we're like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. I got to solve this. And this is so hard. And uh, it's like actually bringing in humor lessens the weight of what is happening and that doesn't mean that we're denying trauma work or the deeper uh, the deeper uncovering of what needs to be um, healed it's really of lessening the intensity and the pressure that comes with all of this work so i think it's a very valuable point that you made and otis so far i've been loving our conversation it's been hugely valuable and i got two more questions before we wrap it up yeah one, one question is a question that i really love which is if you could spend an hour of time with any human being who has ever walked the earth, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Marcus Aurelius. Mm. Uh, I am, uh, his, his letters, his diary, there, there's different theories of meditations and whether or not it was letters for his son and instruction or if it was just self-reflection self diary. Uh, but 
his leadership style and his ability, at least from what we understand and historically, mm-hmm. is just flipping amazing. I remember the first time I sat down and read Meditations, and I'm thinking, holy crap, this was written, you know, 2000, maybe, or maybe it was even 2,500 years ago. And it applies today. I mean, hmm. depending on the version you get, you may have to like twist some words around a little bit to understand, you know, old, a little bit of old English grammar. But in the same sense, I'm reading this. I'm like, holy crap, that, that makes sense right now. You know, and I was, I was traveling back and forth, commuting back and forth to Denver and riding a train and I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm reading, I'm looking around at people and going, wow. <laughs> you know, so I would, yeah, that he is, he is my, my guy. Always, I mean, that love to have. Marcus, if you're out there, brother, come over for dinner, man. I'll throw some venison on the grill. We'll chat. Have some red wine and venison. I'm sure you would love that. That's a that's a unique answer, and I appreciate that. And it's you know it's a book that I haven't written yet. uh, Written yet, and um, isn't he part of the Stoic philosophy? Yes, yes, he is one of the the identified Stoics, and part of the reason was was his. uh, I believe remember my history. History in public places is worse than math for me. Uh, but his stepfather assigned a personal tutor to uh, Marcus when he was like 16 or 17. So through from like that age till he became emperor uh, at like 25, I think, or something like that. He had a, a stoic tutor that really had a great impact. But a lot of future emperors uh caesars had tutors but what was different about marcus is he actually listened to it and began to embody it he believed it seneca i think is the one who says uh don't talk about your philosophy embody it yes marcus marcus aurelius did that he embodied that philosophy and 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 admitted it that i screwed this up or I can, I need to do this better next time or, or whatever those things were. And that right there is just so powerful. And, and to think uh, when you read what he wrote 2000 plus years ago and it applies today, it is truly timeless. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love it. I'm going to look into that. And I have the grand finale question for you, Otis, which is, if you had access to a magic cheat code and you could 10x any area of your life within the next six to 12 months, what would it be and why? Uh, I'm thinking going back to our time, you know, and, and, and spending, spending quality time with family and friends and not in that, uh, like, like I mentioned, you know, with my nephew here, that was an hour. It's not like I spent all, did all day. I, I, more of that, more of that quality time with people where we're not worried about, I got to get the, you know, need to answer that email. I need to, I need to call so-and-so unless that, that is part of that quality time. Yeah. And that, that is, that is just so essential because, you know, the, the, I think it was a, it was a car commercial of, that said this or or they stole it from some other philosopher but if time is infinite how come there's never enough of it Hmm. because there's not enough of it but there is enough of it if you choose how to use it properly 
And that, that little, I, I would like to 10X my skill in that and using my time properly. I love that. That's a beautiful, beautiful, powerful answer to finish. And then I have one last thing for our uh, listeners, because you mentioned to me uh, privately that you have something that you would like to share, a little free gift with everyone who's watching the show today, listening in. So Otis, please take it away. Yeah, sure. So what we do, what we have a, a worksheet, if you will, it's about 10 questions to help you get time back in your life. Get mm. three to four hours a week back in your life. And we call it the veteran advantage. We work with veterans, but anybody can follow this. You may not quite understand some of the words and, and innuendos in it, but it helps you figure out where you're spending that time. Our most valuable asset. And if you're a business owner and you're one of those guys or gals that's spending 80 hours working in your business, your business is not going to make it. You've got a job and you're busting your butt. How about focusing and working on your business and spending quality time with the people that mean everything to you and yourself. There's another piece of it, of that workbook, the veterans advantage is getting that time back for yourself because you know what else? And you know, I know you know this Mauro, because we've had this conversation many times, take that break, go fishing, go for a hike, go for a swim. Yeah. Right. Take a break and let the mind stop focusing on that problem. Cause you know what? And everybody's like, oh, I got it. I got it. Got it. I got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. But you know what's going on when you do that? Your subconscious is still working on it. And that subconscious is chewing, chewing it up in the back. So while you're out for that walk, that afternoon walk. I got a good friend of mine takes a, takes a cigar break every afternoon, goes out and goes for a little walk around a cigar break about an hour. And it clears his mind. Yeah. And when you come back, that subconscious, shower thoughts, think shower thoughts, that subconscious is, is and you have ideas and solutions because you've allowed that, that intense focus, that stress to relax. Yeah. So you can get that at uh, findyourpurpose.coach. So it's called the veteran advantage. And it's, like I said, it'll take you first time through take you about 30 minutes about 10 questions 30 minutes uh and yeah find your purpose not coach yeah yes yes so everyone go check it out find your purpose coach otis mcgregor the legend himself otis thank you so much for being on my show i had a great time with you today and um, i look forward to continuing our conversation thanks brother it's an honor to hang out with you man i appreciate it Beautiful. All righty, all righty. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Self Doubt Solution. This is Mario Lanzarotti, and I see you on the next show. <laughs>